الحمد للہ الحمد للہ وکفا والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذین استفا اما بعد فاعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم یا ایوہ الذین آمنوا اتقوا اللہ حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون صدق اللہ العظیم Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters. This life Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. Every moment, every second of this life is extremely valuable. But often, very valuable things are not realized or the value of it is not realized until when it is lost, when it is gone, when it is over. When there does not remain that item anymore with the person, then the true value of it is appreciated. But by then it's too late. A person sometimes, many a times people who had come about a lot of wealth suddenly so they didn't have the true appreciation for it it just came the windfall from somewhere or some inheritance came whatever the case is so now some people who didn't have the appreciation for that bounty that has come in this manner that gift of Allah Ta'ala so they, they started disquandering it and in a few days, few months, maybe on two years, suddenly there was nothing of that left. Now when everything got finished, now the person is rubbing his hands together to find, think now what he did. Now it's too late, he already wasted it, threw it down the drain. Had he invested it, then that would have been bringing him much benefit, bringing him ongoing benefit. In this way it got wasted. But those who appreciated it, they looked after it, they used it correctly, then they don't feel any sense of regret, any sense of loss. They are happy about how they used it. And they get the full benefit of it also. So likewise this time is a very very precious thing that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. This time is actually everything. It is in this time that we can make our akhirat. And if we don't use this time properly we can break our akhirat. It is in this time that we can earn the high stages of Jannat. Allah forbid we can get ourselves eligible for the depths of Jahannam. It is in this time that we can really invest for our future, for the everlasting future. And it is in this very time that what could have been achieved is all lost. So we need to become very conscious of this time. Now, Many a times the 
thought that crosses the mind or how somebody else will put it also. Now you can't get too serious about things and you must take it easy. Indeed, there is a time for rest. There is a time for some relaxation. There is a time for mental relaxation also. But this type of response is often a trap of shaitan that now we can't get too serious meaning perpetually you mustn't be concerned. That is what the meaning is. The words are fine in itself. You can't get too serious. But what shaitan wants to make a person do that perpetually then is without any concern. Let alone getting too serious. He's not serious at all. And forget being just not serious. Person is careless then. Person becomes then even reckless. And the person starts doing things that will be terribly harming him. Now this is what we need to learn in terms of our time. One is the time in madrasa, while Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with the special opportunity that we have been given this time dedicated to be in a deeny environment, in a place of deen. This is a very great bounty of Allah Ta'ala. There are many who are in other kinds of environments. Allah Ta'ala forbid what would have been our condition had we been in such places. All kinds of fitnas are the norm. Allah Ta'ala saved us from that situation and gave us the opportunity of being in a deeny environment. Now this requires appreciation of this great bounty of the time that we are in madrasa. The time that we are in madrasa is meant to be spent in those things that we are asked to spend the time in. If it is a time for a particular subject, then we are doing that subject. If it is a time for our ma'amulat, our tasbihat, etc., then we are giving the full attention to that. It is a time for the talim of the fazail, etc., then we are not trying to stay out of it, we are rather trying to be first in line for it we are trying to absorb the maximum from it if it is time for salah obviously, then we are the first to be preparing for that salah, and performing our salah on time first if it is a time for tilawat of the Quran Sharif, then we are doing that so whatever the time has been allocated for and especially the things that will enhance our Consciousness of Allah Ta'ala directly in terms of the fadail, in terms of other lessons of targheeb and so on that are conducted in the class, that are conducted in the tarbiyah programs, in the tafsir programs, etc. So this is something that we should be taking wholeheartedly and participating wholeheartedly and making an effort to imbibe these lessons in our life. So, this time, how we use it will depend on what be the outcome. If we try to just see how we can sneak out, instead of performing our salah, we sneaked out somehow and didn't perform the salah, or we carried on delaying it till the last moment so we don't have to be part of some program after salah, the fazail, etc. Or in the class when the muallima is giving us some lesson in terms of enhancing our consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, etc. We think that now we rather switch our mind to something else. Or whatever 
is meant to be done, whether it is any lesson that is taking place, now in that lesson time, our mind is somewhere else, then we are the ones that will be the losers, we will be harming ourselves. And many a times, this loss is very deep, and it carries forward very far ahead. The problem occurs today, that we try to sneak out of something. Now sometimes, in that moment, what not happens? One person sneaked out from class to try and just stay out of that class for whatever the reason was. So in that time he went out, then he went out, he thought that he's going to be probably be seen somewhere, so he decided to go out of the madrasa itself. This happened in one madrasa somewhere, so that he'll come back after that lesson is over, so he went away out of the gates of the madrasa. So he ended up at a nearby shop. At that nearby shop, he ended up meeting someone else. That person was somebody also wasting time. He was involved in some evil habits. In that moment, this person just got caught up with this new, this, this person he met by chance. And one thing led to another. It led to such severe problems for him. He got caught up in terrible habits. He ended up leaving madrasa. He ended up getting caught up in so many vices. But now where it started off from? Trying to avoid a lesson. And one thing led to another. So if we have our mindset corrected, and we have our focus right, and we appreciate every moment of this time, and we use it to the best that we can, especially the time in madrasa, this whole day that we are in madrasa, there's a time for everything, there's a time for a break also, then the break time, we're taking the break, and the work time, we're engaging in work, but then we are dedicating our, not just our external energies, but our heart and mind, it's not just our hands that are moving and writing something, maybe our ears are listening to something, but even our heart and mind is now focused towards what work we has to be done, towards the task on hand. Then inshallah we'll find, we will get the full benefit of being in this environment and of attending madrasa. And if this is not the case, then the time will pass. Sooner or later this time will pass and that opportunity will be lost. So this is the one aspect that we need to understand what this time has to be used for. In madrasa, as we explain the work, etc. Out of madrasa also, there are many things to do. Some of the fundamentals are the same. As far as our deen goes, the priority is our salah, our tilawat of the Quran Sharif, tasbihat. And obviously not to destroy this time by engaging any moment of it in haram. So to stay far away from the things that will take one to haram, the cell phone, the internet and all the devices that lead us to haram, the novels and whatever else, especially the aspect of the social media, these are things to stay very far away from. So now this is the beginning of the year, we need to set the trend from now, that this is how we are going to manage our time.
we will have adequate time for our rest, we'll have time with our families, we'll have time for some light-heartedness, all within the limits of Sharia, and there's a place for all these things, there's even a need for all this. But everything according to its need, and to the extent of its need, but there's a time for all these aspects. But not to waste the time, destroy the time, while away the time, every day just idly whiling away the time, nothing constructive being done for the whole day, that is a source of major loss, and that will become a source of other things then settling into the time, creeping into the time. Now the person got nothing constructive to do, so now futile things will come in the way. Now the person is sitting hours in front of the mirror, trying to groom oneself just to make some kind of impression, impress who, person is not married, etc., the impression should be for the husband alone. Now the person is trying to impress all and sundry and there's time spent on social media and on the internet to try and find things that will become more, make one more impressive. And often all these impressions we try to make on and try to impress others, it's all on the surface. They will express some kind of maybe amazement at how we've gone out of our way to look the way we are, whatever, but behind our backs they all have some negative comments. And the thing is, we can never ever please everybody all the time. We will try to impress one person, somebody else will be not impressed at all. That person will be very, very uh, unimpressed. We try to impress that person, the third person will be unhappy. So we have to be worrying about pleasing Allah Ta'ala. That very famous story, you might have heard many times, where that father and son were riding on this one animal and they were going now through the villages, passing the villages, going to some place further on. So as they passed the first village, so the people were all outside and they saw this father and son going past, both mounting the same animal. They said, look at these two zalims, that now both these people are on the same animal. So then now they overheard these comments, so they decided now, well, people are thinking about us in this manner, so now let's dismount. So they both dismounted, they both jumped off that horse or donkey or whatever it might have been, and they both started walking alongside it. Then they came past the second village nearby, as they walking past, so they overheard the comment that people are seeing them walking like this, and say, look at these two stupid fellows. These two fools. They got an animal to ride on and both are walking. So then they decide, okay, put the father on. So the father was riding and the son was walking along because they already heard this comment. Whereas if that animal can is strong enough to carry two people, there's no harm in it at all. If the animal can carry two people, you can two people can ride the same animal. But now they heard somebody's comment. So because they heard somebody's comment now, they had to act upon it. Anybody's comment, we have to act upon it. So now they decided, now we can't do the same thing again, so one person should ride. So put the father on. So the father was riding, and the young boy, he's walking. They passed the third village. So now the people were around the outside, they also saw this scene now. This father is riding this animal, the son is walking alongside. So now the comments came again that look at this Zalim father. 
he is riding and he is making his son, young son walk. Now they heard this. Now you got to act on this comment also. Because every comment now you have to act on. Somebody said that no, this doesn't match. So now you have to act on it. Somebody said now this is outdated. So now we have to act on that. Now we have to discard something new. But because somebody said now this is outdated, we have to discard that. Somebody said no, this doesn't match. Now it's new. But because somebody said it doesn't match, we have to discard that. And somebody said that no, now the latest trend is something new. So now we have to act on that. Now we don't have the money for it. We can't afford it or whatever. But come what may, I must go buy that also. Now, whatever people say, whatever comment somebody makes, whatever some thing somebody makes some kind of new suggestion, but everything now needs to go. We need to act on it. So, now they heard this comment also. So, in any case, they decided to act on it. So, now they swapped. The father started walking and the son started riding. Now, they came past the fourth village. Again, the people saw them. And they commented, now look at this Zalim son. He is riding and he is making his father walk. Doesn't this fellow have any brains? So now they decided, well, this is getting too much now. First, both of us were riding, that was a problem. Then none of us were riding, that was a problem. Father was riding, that was a problem. The son was riding, that was a problem. The best thing is, both of them, they, they carried the donkey now, they tied it somehow and they put it, put one stick or something between the ropes, and now they're trying to carry the donkey and walk past. Now this was, became the end result. Why? Because they were listening to all the comments and trying to act on every comment. And the purpose of acting on every comment was to impress the people. That people must not think about us in any negative way. So now, people must not think about us in any negative way, so now we need to do what will please them. We might need to do now what they will feel that no, this is the right thing. So now, experimenting from one to the second to the third, eventually what happened was they started carrying the donkey. So they made donkeys of themselves. Now this too, this fashion item, that some new thing came here, this came there, each thing, whatever we hear, wherever we hear it from, we see somebody wearing something, we see somebody doing something, now we have to do the same thing. We have, why? Because we want to impress people. People must have a certain opinion of us. That we are also not, we are not outdated. We are also with the trend. We are in the times. Now we are taking and wearing something that that person we saw wearing. That person was wearing some tight garment. We are wearing that. That person was wearing some long v-neck. We are wearing that. That person was wearing some high heels. Doesn't even allow us to walk comfortably. But now we have to wear that. And then somebody is wearing some kind of cap. Now we are going to wear that also. Somebody had their hair in a certain style, we have to wear that too. And all these things, we end up making donkeys of ourselves. Because we then start looking like people who don't have any resemblance to Deen. And if we think we're resembling Deen, we'll have to measure that in the, with the yardstick of the Sahabi Yad. That does this measure up in any way with their yardstick? Oh, we will have to look at it through the eyes of the Sahabiyat, through the eyes of the pious woman of the past. We will have to look at it with that eye, not with the eye of this 20th century. The eye of the 20th century, it sees the most immoral things as fine. It's okay, what's wrong with this? Don't make a big issue of all these things. This is what the eye of this 20th century sees. 
we get sometimes some kind of correspondence, some emails which are very, it's, it's shameful to discuss it, and especially in a public discourse, in a public talk. This is something which is very difficult to talk, very difficult, very shameful to talk, but now this is a kind of correspondence sometimes comes, and so many of these things come, that one realizes that this is a very common thing. Now, one or two people will have some conscience somewhere that is being stirred, and they're doing something, but they're not feeling comfortable about it, but they're doing it because everybody's doing it. And now, because everybody's doing it, they don't want to be looking odd. They shouldn't be the ones that are getting left out. Or they mustn't be looking like they are living in the 17th century or 18th century. They are also living in the 20th century. So now that person whose conscience is little bit troubled, then they will be the one person, odd person, two, three people here and there will ask. But now in asking, they are giving the whole cross-section of what's going on, what's happening in society, what's the norm and the trends that are setting in. So some of these things, it becomes obvious, are very, very common things. But it becomes so acceptable because we're looking at everything from this eye of this 20th century. And this 20th century eye is the eye that the West has given. We have to go back. We have to look at things in the, from the, with the sight that Allah Ta'ala has given us through the Quran Sharif, through the Hadith Sharif. We have to look at it with the eye of Deen. We have to look at it with the eye of the Haya that Nabi Wasallam taught. Now somebody was, for example, inquiring that, as I said, it's a very difficult thing to talk about in this manner. You say, well, the kind of clothing I wear at home, at night, this is something I will never ever, now because this person got some conscience, got some kind of conscience, I would never ever appear in this kind of clothing in front of my father or brother, but in front of my mother, my sisters, I wear it, they accept it, they also dress similarly, and so this night clothes that we wear in this manner is like, fine, nobody, if cousins are together, etc., and we are staying in overnight somewhere, it will be fine, everybody would be okay with it, everybody would be dressed in that manner, but I am sure that this is something wrong with it, because when I reflect upon it, then this is no different to the immoral dressing of the Western lifestyle, how they dress in this, the words are difficult to use here, but the manner in which they dress, which they call dressed, which is actually not anywhere close to that, but now see, this has become quite common, so everybody does it, so I am also doing it, but is this correct? That is just, there's no males obviously, uh, that, see us dressed in this manner, but is it fine? Is it okay? Now, as I said, one person now, the conscience troubles somewhere, and that person now then asks the question, but in asking the question, the person now is giving a general story about it. And at the most now, if they need to now appear in front of the father or brother or somebody, then there's some kind of cover-up. Otherwise, it's fine, everything carries on like this. Now, how could this have happened? Where it came from? Was this ever anywhere close to this, let alone 100 years ago, let alone 50 years ago? 
maybe even just 20 years ago, 25 years ago, was this anywhere close to it? No, it wasn't. How it came away so far, so bad, in so short a time, this is a slide towards immorality. This is a slide towards the, that steep slide towards the lack of any haya. Shamelessness. But then shamelessness gets the title of culture. Shamelessness gets the title of fashion. Shamelessness gets the title of being in style. So the words get changed, but that immorality, that shamelessness now becomes a status symbol. And a person who is not shameless gets looked down upon in those circles. So now the person either has a strength of iman and that strength of haya, then they'll say, I am not concerned about this. I am not here to make any impressions for people. My Allah must be happy with me. I am not here to come and impress anybody. People's comments are not going to change me. People's comments are not going to make me act upon what they want me to do. I am going to try to please my Allah. So all these things are not going to affect me. I will dress in a way, whether it is in front of just my sisters or cousins or whoever it might be, and whether in the day or night, but I will dress in a way that is conducive to haya. And if I had to suddenly appear in front of some pious personality, some lady, elderly lady, would I be able to appear in this manner? No, I'll feel terribly ashamed if there is some shame left. Then if I'll be ashamed in front of her, then don't I feel the shame in front of Allah Ta'ala? If there's a senior elderly lady of the community who is very pious, very well respected, she had to suddenly come to visit. She had to come to visit. She's also a lady. So now, would you appear in front of her in that manner? Or your muallima for that matter came to visit you. Visit your mother and now she has asked about you. So now, say, no, well, you are just in your room. So will you just come out that to greet your muallima in that manner, in a way that you are dressed, I'm not saying you in particular talking to anybody there, meaning that on a general note, if somebody was dressed in this manner, would they just come out? Would they just now, those who are accustomed to now dressing in this manner, in the so-called privacy or in front of just the females of the house, would they come and meet this pious lady of the community, senior lady of the community in that manner? Would they meet that muallima in that manner? So if there is any slight iota of shame left, they won't. Unfortunately, nowadays, one cannot put anything as a as a something that this can never happen. Allah save us and Allah Ta'ala save everybody. We cannot claim any kind of immunity for ourselves. We have to be afraid all the time for ourselves also. And we have to be making dua for everybody also. We don't regard ourselves as better than anyone. But at the same time, we cannot condone something that is wrong. The sin is a sin, but we will still regard ourselves as the lowest of everyone, because the end result will only know in the year after, who is better and who is not better. And the end result is what will determine who is better or not. We don't know our result, we don't know other people's result. But the wrong is wrong, we won't be able to condone the wrong. So now the point is that if we can't appear in front of that senior lady of the community or in front of our muallima in that manner, 
then it shows that this is something that is shameless. And Allah Ta'ala, we should have haya from Him as well. One person asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that if a person is in privacy, meaning he's alone, there's no second person at all there, he's just alone, he's in his room, he's in privacy, so because he's alone, does it matter if his satar is not covered? If his satar is not covered, does it matter? Now, in the case of a female, there's some relaxation of certain aspects when in privacy, compared to when in the presence of others. The uncovering of the hair, for example, is a... There's relaxation in it, though the better thing is that generally in the home as well, while busy with one's chores, etc., to have the hair covered, but one can appear in front of one's mahrams also with the hair uncovered. So there is some different level of parda outside and another level of parda inside, but in that also there are certain limits to it. But this person asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that if a person has his satar uncovered in privacy, meaning without any need, is there a problem with this? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said that Allah Ta'ala is more deserving that you have haya from Him. Allah Ta'ala is more deserving that you have haya from Him. So, now this, where does we, we drifted from the topic we were talking about, but nevertheless, the point here is, that all these things also creep in, the, the t- topic we are talking about was, just trying to create an impression, trying to impress people. And when we start get caught up in this, then we start making adjustments, changes to day-to-day things, in order to conform, because of what people are saying, what people are commenting, somebody wants to be modest, somebody wants to be staying well within the limits of haya and parda, etc., but now people are making negative comments, people are saying, but you are in some other world, this is the time to be wearing jeans and tops, what are you wearing all these cloaks and all this? So now because the, it's a bit harsh now, but nevertheless we have to say it sometimes the way it is, then monkey see, monkey do. Now because some people saw some monkeys of the West dressing in that monkey style, now they have to ape it, that's the word that is used to describe it, aping it, so that they would have to ape it. But now people who aped it are making comments against us now because we don't want to ape the western style. Now we don't want to ape the western style, so now they are making comments. Now this is a time to remain firm. Not to get carried away and washed away by those comments. But to remain steadfast and to be concerned about pleasing Allah Ta'ala. And in this some tests come, some challenges come. Never ever to be disrespectful in any such situation. Sometimes it's one's own parents. Sometimes it might be grandparents. Sometimes it's our uncles and aunts. Sometimes we cousins. Sometimes it will be extended family. It might be anybody. <coughs> Those comments will come. And some will put pressure in different ways also. Especially when somebody is trying to do the right thing. Then the right becomes the wrong and the wrong becomes the right. And now this is exactly what Nabi Islam said. That kifa bikum ida ra'itumul ma'rufa munkara wal munkara ma'rufa. What will become the condition of the ummah at the time when the good will be seen as wrong and the wrong will be seen as correct? 
what is correct will become incorrect and the incorrect will become correct. Not that it is, it will become correct, it will be treated like that. What is correct people will treat as, no, this is the wrong thing to do. Whereas that is the right thing to do. And what is wrong, they say, no, this is the thing we must do. So now those who will start aping the West, they'll just go headlong for it. But those who understand what Deen is all about, and they understand that this life is very precious, every moment is very precious. This was where the discussion started from, Allah Ta'ala, whatever He wills, Allah Ta'ala make it as means of benefit for all. But this life, that if a person who understands that this life is very precious, every moment I need to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, then they won't get caught up in all these comments and all these things and trying to spend hours in making a spectacle of themselves in order to just impress others. No, they will be more concerned about purifying their hearts. They will be more concerned about pleasing Allah Ta'ala and gaining His nearness. So this life Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with is a very precious life. Every moment is very precious. We should be using this life in a way, every moment of this life in a way that pleases Allah Ta'ala. In that, even that relaxation with the correct intention, provided it is within the limits of Shariat and Deen, that relaxation also will become a means of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. Provided that the niyat is correct. And like that, everything else. So this is something that we need to turn to Allah Ta'ala for, make dua for it, make an effort for it, reflect and ponder about it, and develop our minds, develop our mindset, develop the focus of our hearts in a way that we focus on what is the reality of things, on what will please Allah Ta'ala, what will please Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and we don't get caught up in all these other sideline issues of these fashions of the West and all the things that go along with it. Allah Ta'ala give me an order for tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اخفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه جمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين